When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tavis Samir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Hello, welcome to another episode of Glam Mirror with me, Dr. Tavisa Mirror. I am here today with Colleen St. Michaels, who is the founder of Angel Wisdom. She works as a spiritual healer and intuitive and sort of as a messenger um, medium connecting you to your angel guides. Welcome, Colleen. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I met her a few weeks ago at another event where she was speaking. And when I sat next to you, um, it was just like your energy pours out of you. You have such a positive energy. I really didn't know what you did or who you were. But then as we spoke, I just felt this amazing energy between you. So I want to kind of just go into who you are and what you do, because I'm sure a lot of people listening are really curious. Absolutely. So I am an angel intuitive and a spiritual medium. And what that means is that we have this amazing network of angels that are surrounding us and they are supporting us on our life journey. They're supporting us through every step of um, our life experiences. And as a medium, I'm connecting people with the loved ones who've crossed over. They actually work in sync together, which is such a beautiful relationship because in the end, both parties just want to know that we're living life to the fullest, to our most potential, to our highest good, and that we have happiness. And it's so interesting because I want to just tell you right off the bat, I believe, you know, I've lost members of my family. Mm-hmm. And subsequently to that, things have happened. My my aunt died of breast cancer in our house a few years ago. And it was mm. just a long story. And I swear to you, I saw angels in the room right before she passed. It, and they were really big, like large and magnificent. They aren't like these little cherubs that people think that they no. are. That's not what I saw. Well, well, there's actually a hierarchy of angels. So cherubs are a hierarchy of okay. angels, but they're not the angels that are closest to humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an angel who is always with each soul as it crosses over, and that's Archangel Azrael. Mm-hmm. And this beautiful angel greets every single soul who is leaving. And because angels are um, energy beings, they're not attached to a physical body, they could be with the masses who are then crossing over. And what you witnessed was such a beautiful um a gateway and yeah. that's and that's basically what it was it's the gateway to the afterlife where yeah. all of those lights that you saw like you felt were actually other loved ones that come through it was that crazy. are great it, it's it, honestly it's to have that experience yeah, I'll never forget it it, it, it is a life-changing experience because mm-hmm. it not that any of us ever have that a hundred percent proof of heaven right But that validation, to have that moment, to have that faith, to have that witnessing, that the feeling, and what it is, it's such a... a feeling, but you can see it, but you're not seeing it with your eyes. You're seeing it with your clairvoyancy, which is your spiritual sight, which Mm -hmm. is the sight for the inside, the sight cosmically, the sight that it's, you know, we really miss everything with our visual eyes. Yeah, we do. Everything truly is lived spiritually with our spiritual sight, because, you know, even with dealing with people and, you know, just coming into New York City, you know, if, if we're looking around, you know, 
and we judge people on the personality that they're showing up as, yeah. we would probably just feel pretty miserable yeah. <laughs> rather yeah. than looking a little bit further and saying, you know, is there something happening in their world that is creating this behavior? Right. So that's where the angels want to tap everyone on the shoulder and say, hey, you don't have to live unhappy. You don't have to live this. Well, it's what you just said. Our eyes deceive us. People always say, I will believe it when I see it. <laughs> and I always say, when I believe it, I'll see it. Well, it's beautiful that you say that because mm-hmm. um, my assistant here is Sarah. She's my everything. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, we were just talking about quotes the other day. Uh-huh. And, you know, they say the logical mind has to see it to believe yeah. it. But the spiritual mind has to believe it and then it sees it. And that's that cr- beautiful creation of, you know, the law of attraction and manifestation, which which is so heightened right now. We are at the height we of really manifestation. Are. It's not embarrassing to talk about it. You know, I had a friend the other day who told me that she found out her somebody close to her died a year ago, but she just found out because for some reason she's not in communication with her family anymore. Correct. She's like, I know this sounds crazy, but I knew that he died. I right. knew it. I'm like, it doesn't sound crazy. We're all intuitive. I yeah. mean, it is an, an, it's a birthright. We are all born intuitive. It's just how much of it do you connect with a lot of times it's a lot of that people not being open to it receptive to it well we're moving into a shift right now and the shift is taking us to be living from our heart space because you know anger can't live in a full heart no and that's where if we independently take responsibility for our own happiness our own selves our own actions our own beliefs then if we all did that as an individual look what a community we would have we would have a community of people who knew who they were living organically and living from their heart space. And it's interesting because I've lived in New York a long time now, like over, I didn't want to tell you how long it's been a long time. <laughs> and I'm actually very sensitive to other people's emotions. Like when somebody's angry or when they're sad, I, it affects me. I think probably I get read off their energy. Well, actually what you are is an em- empath. Yeah. It's, it's a spiritual gift. And, you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of times people only connect with whether they feel like they're clairvoyant. And right. that means they have spiritual sight or they see things or clairaudience which means they can hear um, spirits speak. But really, empathy is probably one of the number one ways of knowing your intuition, listening to your gut. And as an empath, you're like a sponge. So everything that someone thinks, feels, and does, it sucks into you. Oh, it's bizarre. I mean, it it took me a long time to realize that, okay, I need to sometimes protect myself from a lot of these people. You know what? The way I look at it is that we protect ourselves. We lock our car at night. You know, we lock our homes. We look around. We make sure that our environment is safe and secure. But yet we don't do that with our physical person, which is so much more precious than Mm -hmm. any material thing that we we own. So it's taking that extra step in the morning, you know, and just setting. It's called shielding and protecting and putting that shield around yourself. This is something we talked about last time we met. We did. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, a lot of us are so loving. Empaths just love deeply so that's why you're extra sensitive so you're extra sensitive sensitive to love Mm -hmm. but that love that you're extra sensitive to it feels good in your body but you're also extra sensitive to the opposite yeah and that's why it feels like it's a cancer or like a a toxin running through your body Oh, heck yeah. 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 <laughs> Run. So how did you, I have to ask some background questions. Sure. Mm-hmm. How did you know that this was what, you know, did you always know and how did you discover this gift? You know, I was raised very strict Catholic and 
God has always been at the forefront of my my home life. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a topic in my home. I went to church. I did everything. I'm Irish Catholic, so a lot of guilt, a lot of yeah. <laughs> a lot of ritual. I think that's with every religion. Exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Where guilt got brought so into it. Yeah, <laughs> guilt for not so, doing the ritual. I get it. <laughs> you know, in in. I had no experience. I've never seen an intuitive. I had never seen a medium. I've never seen a psychic. I've never seen or had any experience with the metaphysical world. So the fact that I'm sitting and this is my passion, this is my world, this is my purpose is actually like a little bit of a head scratcher because it was never an intention. Um, In my late 20s, I really was just... um, doing life. I wasn't unhappy. I wasn't happy. I was just kind of doing life. And I went into a bookstore and on, I'm trying to think, yeah, I was like 27, 28 and a book literally just fell off the shelf at me at my feet. Mm -hmm. And the book was called Messages from Your Angels by Doreen Virtue. And I bought the book and it explained my whole life. It explained that I was an empath and that everything I had felt from people, because we don't ask people if they feel a certain way. No, we don't. We just assume that we are wrong yeah, and that everybody else is right because we haven't taken a survey. And my whole life, I was very drawn to the underdog. I was very drawn to, you know, helping someone who, who needed help. I was very drawn to, like you just described, I almost felt like I could feel what people were going through yeah. on such a high level. Yeah. As an empath, though, a lot of times you do tend to want to hermit yourself. Yeah. You really appreciate your alone time because it's a controlled environment of energy. I appreciate my alone time, but I also... What I also appreciate being around people like I truly love, like the really energy. good friends or right. my nieces or my sister or my family, you know, my parents, like that sort of thing is amazing for me. Right. But um, I don't, if I'm with one other person who drives me, like I feel like I'm Energetically, yeah. yeah. I've literally <laughs> been on car rides with, you know, certain people in my life that I felt like there was no oxygen left in the car. <laughs> It's interesting because Sarah and I were talking about when we came into New York City, we mm-hmm. both felt like we couldn't breathe. <laughs> and I was like, I have to set my protection and set our energy, reset our energy. Yeah. Because I needed to do a, like a quick de- yeah. detox, energy detox, mm-hmm. and reset my energy so that I'm not absorbing. Because it's so important that we become observant but not absorbent. Yes. And that's the key. I've been very, very good at that. Like. I want to talk about um, doing that because mm-hmm. I live here. I love it. I thrive off this place, mm-hmm. but I do it probably very differently than the average person. Like I can walk through and absorb the good energy and block off the bad. That's but a gift. How can people do that? Like, what what do you want? What do you want to teach somebody about energy and surrounding themselves with the right energy and how to deal with the wrong energy? A lot of times, too, we want to take a, a moment for ourselves and reflect on our own energy yeah you know before we're worried about what's happening externally Mm -hmm. take an inventory of what's happening internally yes like getting up in the morning and setting the tone right for the day exactly if you're a person who wakes up in the morning and it's ugh, i hate this day ugh, this is not ugh, god my life ugh. and sometimes we say that before we're even out of the bed oh my gosh absolutely (laughs) yeah you've already decided what kind of day you're gonna have you've dictated that the rest of the day because energy is when you your thoughts are a boomerang to the universe yeah. and the universe does not judge so whether it's a positive or a negative it's coming back to you so if your thought of the day is this is a horrible horrible day the universe will then deliver situations that validate your core belief system yeah. and it's, and you're going to choose those 
bad situations Correct. first. Well, you'll have vision that will be more tuned to the vibration in which you're carrying. So how can someone protect themselves? How can someone So if you're, um, you know, this is just something I do every morning and I teach my clients. So before my eyes open, I just ask the angels to surround and protect me and to any impure thoughts, and I'm talking anything negative, any negative self-doubt. those impure thoughts, I tell you, those bad thoughts right, that yeah. get you. It, yeah. they're, they're just like a, um, they just duplicate. And yeah. so I ask just to be cleansed of any impure thoughts about myself or others or whatever it may be. And then I ask myself just to be sealed in almost like a bubble. And mm-hmm. I know if I'm sure most of the world has seen the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Glenda the Good Witch comes <laughs> down in the most beautiful, magnificent, transparent bubble. Oh, that's right. Just imagine yourself in that bubble. Yeah. You can bounce all around. You can be joyful. You can see everything but you're not taking in anything yeah. that's not in alignment with who you are. And that can be the entire city you're in, or it can be sitting next to someone Absolutely. that you are not getting along with, or you know, in any kind of relationship to protect yourself. It's a choice to, to, to be protecting A yourself. lot of healers feel like if they protect themselves that they're cutting themselves off uh-huh. from their client, that they're not fully engaged with the session. And the reality of it is you're so disengaged with the session because you're not allowing yourself purity. Oh. You know, when you have a pure filter of a connection and that's your angelic connection and that's my guidance that I'm getting, you know, I'm giving myself the best opportunity to serve my client and you don't have it in the back of your mind that you might be affected by the correct negative. because if I'm sitting across from someone who's grieving yeah and I'm not protected I'm instantly going to then feel their pain yeah I can't do the work that I do to give messages if I'm matching their pain I want to yeah. raise the vibration yeah above their pain so that I can help to swoop them out of it and not keep them in it And that's a really good um, point to my next kind of curiosity. I don't want to call it a question because Mm -hmm. it is more, uh, (laughs) it's not a question because I feel like a question almost like insinuates that there's a right answer or a wrong answer. A definitive answer. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you probably get a lot of people coming to you in states of heightened emotions, grieving, sadness, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. What do you do for them? How? What kind of clients come to you and what do you do for them? And I just want to give you a blanket question so you can go with it yeah. the way you like. You know, each day is so unique. Yeah. No reading ever is the same as the one before. When I connect with the angels, we're connecting with each person on a soul level. Right. And that's their own blueprint. So, you know, the person who may be in intense grief, the angels will talk them off that ledge mm-hmm. and let them know that what they're feeling is okay, but their loved one does not want them to be stuck in a state mm-hmm. where they're feeling pain. Yeah, It's an explanation of what the other side is like. Mm-hmm. It's an explanation of, you know, their value, their worth. It's giving them permission because a lot of people hold on to grief because they're angry. Yeah. And oh my gosh. So it's dissecting. Or they hold on to anger because they're grieving. Exactly. Yeah. So it's really going in and dissecting each emotion and teaching the client how to actually feel. We are not taught how to feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but as a child, I was told, oh, don't feel that way. Yeah. Don't say that. You or don't hurt. worry about it. Don't worry <laughs> about it. So we're actually taught to bottle up emotion. Yeah. And we're not taught that it's okay to dot 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 yeah so it's almost going backwards in a sense where the angels will go in and say okay you're feeling this well why do you feel it did it start here let's go back further Mm -hmm. this is where it started and they'll actually present it 
to the client. So it's not that they have to do a lot of work. They have to do the work as far as what are they gonna do moving forward. Yeah. But it's it's so beautiful. I work with therapists, mm-hmm. and it's such a beautiful. Um, it's the mind, the body, and the spirit connection because the mind can think one thing, yeah, and that creates a perception of reality. Yeah, the soul, the spirit knows the truth. Thing. Yeah, so it it's connecting those. It does absolutely, and that's what I tell people. Whenever you start having doubts or thinking negatively or saying, "Oh, that's just a coincidence," oh, that does, that's your mind trying to rationalize it. Go with your gut. That's right the reason. Network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror with Dr. Taba Samir. Um, what about something that I would dare say is um, worse than grieving? It's the whole living your life with apathy because you can't get over. Uh. You know, I almost dare say that the grieving is a horrible thing, but at some point that will end and then you have to make a choice to be happy again and work at it. And some people don't get there. We teach, I say we, the angels, yeah. we teach that there has to be a redefinition of normal. Yeah. We can't great. ever recreate life before someone was here because mm-hmm. a lot of times um, the, the constant sufferer, someone mm-hmm. who believes that they're after their loved one passed. Have, yeah. That, you know, it, it's taught in so many different religions yeah. that the more you suffer, the greater your experience will be on the other side. Right. That's cancel, clear, delete that. That's okay. like not existent. It's that we are meant to have the most beautiful experience here, but we are souls. Mm-hmm. We are souls that came here to learn life lessons. Mm-hmm. Sometimes life and ending is part of that life lesson. Mm-hmm. Grief is something that is natural, but it's not meant to be a destination that we stay at. Right. It's and that's visiting. important. It's not meant to be a destination we stay at because so many people identify with that grief and that anger and they never leave that station. No, because they, you know, because that's fear. Mm-hmm. And I always say is fear is false evidence appearing real. Yeah. What are we creating this fear from? What are we afraid of? And I, a lot of times during sessions, you know, the angels will say, you know, what are you fearful of? You're, look at the life that you're currently in right now. What joy are you finding? What is more frightening than actually living every day for the rest of your life in this type of pain. Right. Or going into the unknown, which in your mind is frightening, but you know for a fact that where you are is absolutely not where you want to be. And some people, I always tell every, I tell people, like, it's a choice because if you're lucky as a child, you've lived a lovely, beautiful, happy life, and then bad things happen, mm-hmm. and it either turns you to be a stronger person whatever that means to you, or you stay down and you just kind of wallow for the rest of your life. And it's a choice. At one point in your life, you have to choose to be happy again. And well, everyone that's when people get stuck. It is, because everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. None of us, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, I hear public speakers, I hear everyone is droning and going over and over all the horrible times in their life. And yeah. I, we all have it. Yeah. All of us. Right, all of us. So if there is a speaker and they're talking about all the hard times that they've been through, but look where I'm at now. Yeah. 
you know, I believe your past is a reference point, but your starting point is to talk about What's how next? great everything is now. Right. Because that's the momentum to keep moving forward. Yeah. I have gone to different lectures, and I felt depressed after I left, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> so basically, there. it's like, are we arm wrestling for who's had the rougher gig? I know. You know, it, we're all our own thumbprint, so nobody's story is ever going to look the same. Yeah, and to me, there's nothing more aggravating um, than trying to talk to somebody who has had it worse than you or has right. to prove that they've had it worse than right. you sort of like that's what they're identifying with why don't you talk about what a next? lot of the people who've truly had it the worst don't are talk the most about they yeah. don't talk about it because they're the survivor they yeah. realize that that experience good bad right or wrong and different whatever it was created a opportunity mm -hmm. for them to become more than their current situation absolutely they're the survivors yeah. i mean i i just had a retreat this past weekend and it was amazing um we had a lot of guests i did an outside retreat it was called emerge mm -hmm. and it was about teaching people to authentically step and spend time with themselves mm -hmm. and um one of the attendees, she was blind. Uh -huh. She was with a dog. She had been um, handicapped her whole entire life. This woman does not complain. Yeah, she Isn't that has. Amazing? But she shot archery. At wow! This. Like she, there was she candle dipped. She did not step out of any situation because of her situation. Now here's someone. If you look at. Seemingly, you could say, oh, I could understand if they have a story and yeah. that story is really sad. It's not her. She will not even subscribe to it. Which is great. It's amazing. And I know people with significantly less challenges than that who have significantly more complaints than that, you know. I feel so blessed because yeah. I have an enormous amount of access to humanity. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of gratitude yeah. because I've seen so many different life situations and I've seen the resiliency mm -hmm. of so many beautiful people that it, it does give me momentum. Yeah, it's and not everybody, and, and I'm not making excuses because you know enabling is something empaths could be very easily yeah. at. I'm in recovery of enabling. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right I know, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in three-year recovery of being an enabler. <laughs> um, and enabling never starts out with anything but love. Yeah, it's just love. But we have to ask ourselves: it's who's it serving? Yeah, and and sometimes a person receiving it is greedy, is selfish. It makes them, you know, it's maybe it's a terrible word to say, but I feel like sometimes it takers. is takers. They they it's all about them. It's all about energy. Yeah. If you set that intention and enablers really are givers. Yeah. We want to give love. We want to we want someone to really feel that love. Mm -hmm. Well, the energy that we send out is we have a natural attraction to takers. Yeah. Because the energy that we're sending out is giving. Yeah. We have not included in that energetic boomerang that we're also worthy of receiving. Exactly. So yeah. it's a balance and everything's with energy. I want to talk about something that I'm sure a lot of people are going to be really curious about is like the fact that you are a medium mm -hmm. and your experiences with that. And if anyone is grieving and going through this experience um, where... They just don't know. Really, when I lost my dad, I was like, mm -hmm. where did he go? Will mm -hmm. I ever see him again? Even though in my heart, mm -hmm. I knew it and I saw things. Like, I saw things that are will never be taken away from me. And whenever I start to doubt, I remember the things that I saw, right. which I can't even talk about because they're so powerfully emotional to me. Right. But a lot of people don't have that luck or that I call Openness. it a blessing, you know, it was a blessing. What do you say to people, like, about that? And what have your experiences been? Well, it's really interesting because um, as a medium, I try to explain to people that 
angels are different than people who've crossed over. So it's it's definitely it's different. Um, so when I start a session, I can the angel speaking to me is like speaking to another human. Mm-hmm. It's the energy, the everything is so crystal crystal clear. Mm-hmm. So the communication is is effortless. People who've crossed over are on a little bit lower of a vibration than where the angels are at. So you're still almost talking like a human. They mm-hmm. do carry some ego over into the other side. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on the person who's sitting in front of me, uh-huh. how open they are. And I explain right. it to my clients. If you're skeptical, you're putting a block up. Right. If you're, and I am not here to convert anyone into a believer. You it must be tiring for you to try and have to prove, prove, prove well, that, you know. I don't. Okay. You know, I mean, I have a, a really long wait list for my client uh-huh. base. So they've had to wait yeah. a good amount of time to get a session. Mm-hmm. I don't really get a whole lot of skeptics that like, are willing to good, wait yeah. that that kind of that time. Makes sense. So what I always tell my clients when they come in, we do breathing. Mm-hmm. And I explain to them everything. The more you teach someone, the more open they become. Mm-hmm. So I explain to them that I don't know who is coming through and that we can't just sit here and want only one person specifically because then we're closing off all these divine messages that are waiting for us because on a human level we only want this Mm -hmm. but on the divine and in the afterlife they can see everything so people can be with us that we necessarily would not think would be with us second generation members and it's really just amazing so when there's different levels to the afterlife. I explain the different levels. I explain what it's like when they first cross over and the whole process that it's almost like triage. You know, when you go into triage, you're in yeah. a hospital. And it the doesn't more mean, serious comes here, the less, in, in terms of triage, yeah. Well, it's kind of how they describe yeah. it to me is that you don't just go mm-hmm. straight over. Mm-hmm. You're entered into the hospital through triage, mm-hmm. but you're not fully in the ER yet. Gotcha. So because there's a whole prep period, you have to, they're still watching us down here. When they cross over, they feel purity and love and just warmth. Mm-hmm. So it's a transitioning back home. Yeah. And then when they finally fully cross over, they're then... Um, they have a life review and in the life review it has nothing to do with judgment but it's a review of what the soul has experienced while doing the human journey and then it's the most beautiful apologies come from the afterlife because they get to walk in the shoes of each person they had connections with they get to feel and learn the lessons that they did not learn but they're not feeling it like pain or judgment that we do on a human level they look at it as a student Mm -hmm. how can the soul evolve into a higher space how can it evolve into a higher place and that's that's just sort of like um I, I just think that people have to understand that it comes down to you believing or not believing and it doesn't matter if you believe or if you don't believe it's it's around us right so it uh, one of my questions that um, they don't and that th- real quickly on that comment yeah. real quick it doesn't matter what we believe they believe in us that's true that's so they're always we are going to have a network of helpers whether we acknowledge it or not we're created with free will free choice a lot of times my clients will say well if there's a god or if there's them you know my loved ones around me my wife my life wouldn't look like this right well we have free will free choice angels and loved ones can put all the opportunities in front of you but if your eyes are not open and you're not willing to be willing to release your free will to allow it to happen you're in control of that 
what are some things that you know if you are you told me when we met the last time like I don't ask for help and I, mm-hmm. I remember that because I don't and ever since then I'm like you know what she's right I don't like yeah. this, <laughs> I, I don't I just do things and I don't ask for help and um, I, I do that in my regular every day with my friends and I, I also do right. that spiritually so mm-hmm. after that I was like you know what she's right I don't I'm gonna start so I thank you for that oh you're welcome what kind of tips would you give people I, I what, what, do, what do you want to tell people that and maybe they've lost someone or they want to connect, what would you tell them to do? Uh, How to be more open? Such a great question yeah. because it's first and foremost is be open to the signs. Yeah. You know, the signs are, do you ever wake up in the morning and have like a song playing in your head? Yes. Just pay attention to those specific lyrics that are repeating in your head, their That's messages. Happened. Yeah. Pay attention to if you're driving in the car and you may think of a loved one who's crossed over, that is the actual presence of their spirit that's with you. I felt like sometimes they sit next to me in the car. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, they're always co-pilot because and I have we, to tell you, sometimes I've actually moved items off of a chair. <laughs> to give them chair space. Yes. <laughs> I know I'm so weird, but I've just seen so many things like, in my hey. life. I can tell when they're there. It's weird. Right. I may sound crazy, but. You are not. No, you're not. Because the more open you are, yeah. the more signs you receive. Yeah. Numbers on the clock. Numbers yes. on the clock, one one one, two two two, three three three. Because right. I get that same number on the clock every single day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm not anywhere near a clock. Like I was just walking to my sister's bedroom the other day, nowhere near a clock, and it was that number. Exactly. That's when I know. Like it, it, it's it's all around us, leaving coins. Yeah. Um my father's anniversary of his passing was yesterday for his one year anniversary. Wow. And you it's know it's only been one year. Yeah. So I woke up in the morning and I was like, All right, Daddy, like let me know you're near and it was like he, he was a really funny guy alive. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and it was like a leprechaun felt he th- leaves me pennies. And there was like a whole grouping of pennies wow. on my living room floor. Wow. And then I walked outside of my apartment and there was a group of pennies on the floor. And then I walked to my car and there was a penny in front of I like. So we have to ask. Yeah. And cardinals, cardinals are a beautiful way. You know, angels and spirit can come through mm-hmm. and they can show us signs that they're around. Feathers are another big one. Yeah. Feeling the energy of a loved one crossed. It may feel like on the top of your head, which is called the crown or mm-hmm. your crown chakra. And what that is, you'll feel like little, like you have like a little itch or a bubble. You'll feel little tinglies. Mm-hmm. That's a sign of your loved one that's close. If you close your eyes, and you just put your hands out and you ask your loved ones just to touch your hands. Pay attention to the sensation that you're feeling in your fingertips. A lot of people are waiting for the warmth of their loved ones. They don't have the warmth. What they have is vibration and energy. Mm-hmm. So you feel either coolness or you feel your tingles, the tingles on the tips of your finger. Yeah. Wow, it's amazing because I kind of think I've experienced everything that you've Sad. And I'm also, and real quickly, the uh-huh. angels are giving me a message for you right now. They're also saying you wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, you wake up in the middle of the night between 3.25 and like 3.40. Yes. They keep giving me that window. Because the veil between this life yeah. and the afterlife is much thinner in the middle of the night. I know, I feel Between it. 3 and 6. Because if we think about it. We are so busy energetically all day. We're in movement, we're in movement, we're in movement, we're in our thoughts, we're in our phones. We're constantly stimulated. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine being a spirit trying to catch your attention yeah. in all of that energetic shrap metal that's kind of flying yeah. around. It's hard to get your attention. So what happens during sleeping hours? Your body is rested, your mind is calm, your body is just still. Mm-hmm. They are so much more available to us to let us know that they're with us. You may feel a bed, someone sitting on the side of the bed. You may feel like you wake up and 
we don't know repetitively you're waking up around that window it's your loved one that's with you yeah i i can never sleep through the night ever and sometimes i wake up and i'm like why did i wake up and sometimes it's not fully awake it's just you open your open your eyes yeah yes you Mm -hmm. open your eyes and it's always around that time always and it's funny because i always knew that no one's told me but i always knew that i'm like there's something magical about that time it really is it's called clarescence it's what you have and it's a knowing without knowing why it's it's very intuitive gift and isn't it incredible to see how validated or like that's a confirmation it's like man i knew that no that's what the angels do all the time they're constantly confirming to us what we already are feeling well what's so bizarre is my sister is the opposite she's so terrified of of feeling anything (laughs) like I have to tell you once I said um, really recently I was like you know I know that you're here but could you just give me a sign or something as I was falling asleep and I was just being like, they're not going to give me a sign because I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like they're not giving me signs. But the right. fact is, I'm probably not sitting still long enough. Right. So well, fall- we have an attachment to what the sign should look like. Yes, that's true, too. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there and I'm falling asleep and probably like I, I definitely had fallen asleep. I was fall asleep at this point and I hear a thud uh-huh. and I was like, <gasps> and I woke up like, what is that? I have this picture of my family next to my bed that's hanging on the wall that's been hanging there for three years uh, and it undisturbed and all of a sudden thud it didn't fall it just kind of came off its um, nail and kind of touched the side of the other wall and I'm like all right I guess I asked for it there thank it you. is yeah <laughs> thank you and, and that's what the, you know what the greatest thing uh-huh. whether we ask the angels for assistance like we were talking about you asking for help or we talk to our loved ones that mm-hmm. have crossed over just say thank you yeah I do say thank you as though it actually happened see it's like we are living in the vibration that it's already in front of us so when I ask for a sign I'll be like angels help me out with this we were driving here today I'm like angels help me with parking Boom. I know. A parking but I spot open. Too. Yeah, keep saying thank but you. But you just like, dear God, where's the taxi? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying. featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror with Dr. Taba Samir. So what would you kind of like, I, I would really like, the reason I have you here is because you, when we talked, it was just such an amazing energy. Like I got, I'm still getting it now when I talk to you. I get this feeling like all of like a hyperventilation, like that feeling like, you've had so much oxygen that you're a little bit floaty. Um, What can you tell? Like, I I want people to be able to listen to you and understand what they can get from seeing somebody who has the kind of abilities you have. I think it's, you know, and and it's interesting because I'm not a psychic. So what I am is I set the intention that I wanted to see people who wanted to heal. Yeah. That's my main interest is being a partner with the angels and humanity for people who are looking to heal. Heal from grief, heal from a grief of a life they thought they were gonna live. Changing a direction, giving them an opportunity to know that they have all the power within them. Teaching them spiritually the power that they were born with and that it's safe to use it. Safe to use the voice, safe to use the mind, the body, the energy, the action. 
I think that what you should do before you see anyone who is an intuitive is ask your angels to guide you. And when you ask that question, it's, how do I put it? It's um, synchronicity. Yeah. Most of my clients will tell me that they found me. One client told me the other day that she was down the shore. She was at uh, Long Beach Island. And she goes, I was on the beach. I was in a store and she said, and I just said to my daughter, I really would like to go see like a medium or an angel intuitive. She said the woman in front of me wearing a bathing suit top and a pair of shorts reached into her back pocket and handed me your business card. Oh my gosh. And she said, I've never seen this woman. She said, but all of my coworkers do. Here is a woman I've never wow. met before. She's at the beach. Why was she carrying my business card right. and her shorts and a bathing suit? <laughs> That's awesome, but thank you. Yeah. Um, but it's it's almost that you will be guided if you ask. Yeah. So you want someone who has integrity. You want somebody who is passionate about the work that they're doing. You want someone, and there's so many beautiful light workers out there. And that's what we are. We're light workers. We're helping people to under, unleash the light within themselves. And you actually help people get more in touch with that intuitive side of them. I am a teacher. I'm yeah. a foundation teacher. And teaching is my passion. Mm -hmm. Because if I can teach every single person that they have this in them. I am not born with an extra chromosome. I'm not born with something dynamic other than the God gifts that are within my spirit. Right. I want everyone to feel this good. Mm -hmm. And I want everyone to explore it, to not be afraid of it. But I believe in a beautiful foundation because whatever spiritually they add into their, their life, they were given a great foundation yeah. and it's solid and it's pure and it's intentions that are only in their highest good. And we tend as humanity, human beings, we stand in our own ways. We stand <laughs> in our own way all the time, right? Um, you're the one that decides it's right or wrong before you've actually experienced it. Fear was my friend for a long time. I mean, you haven't had an easy life. You, none of us have. None of, yeah. nope. And but, it was, but it's the fear it was so scared. Like, I was just so afraid. I remember laying in bed and my angels telling me to quit my job mm -hmm. and to open up a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. And I had no clients. I was a single mom of two kids. What? Yeah. I'm quitting my job? Yeah. And they said, just trust. Yeah. See, when you become so connected that you start to trust that beautiful gut feeling that yeah. just feels good. That's when everything changes. Now, you said they spoke to you. Can you describe what that means to people listening? Absolutely. Sometimes, so, you know, I don't have, have a voice in my head saying, that, but I guess I kind of do. You but do. It's my yeah. own voice. It's not. But <laughs> angels actually, yeah. angels and spirits speak through our own thoughts. Yeah, they do. Because if we heard, you know, I missed it for a long time. I thought the voice of God was going to say, Colleen, <laughs> this is what you're to do. You know, like, like in the that Ten old Commandments. Movie. Yes. Yes. That's <laughs> what I thought. I'm waiting yeah. for that. No. So, so much was missed mm -hmm. because I just pushed it aside that that was my own conversation. We have two conversations in our mind. We have the ego-based conversations, which is the lower ego, you're not good enough. Yeah. You can't do this. That's the thing that Keep your the most. Exactly. Because that has had the most power. Yes. So how do we stop that chatter? We become and we recognize that that exists. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you start hearing that ego chatter, cancel, clear, delete. Put your hand up. Just stop it. Say stop. 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 That's what I stop. do. Stop. Because the more 
you stop it, the more power you're giving to that spirit voice that's in you. sometimes I'll talk to it as if it's a different thing. Like, Absolutely. I was falling asleep last night. I had all these stupid thoughts in my head. And I literally said to myself, okay, come on, snap out of it, stop it. That's a great conversation. But I wasn't talking to me. I was talking to their ego. And it's it's amazing because, I I mean, I, I have a really whacked sense of humor. Yeah. Like, I love to laugh. I love, so in my mind, I'll be like, all right, are you serious that we're really going down this road again? Right. Like, I will almost have a battle with yeah. my ego. Yeah. Like, yeah, are you kidding me? You yeah. showed up now. Like, seriously, go away. Yeah. And I will have that conversation. I said to, to mine, like, I'm trying to sleep. Can yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you do not have space here. Yeah. Um, but if you put it out mm-hmm. and you start listening to the thoughts that are gentle and repetitive and loving. So for you to do the radio show, mm-hmm. was this an idea that kept coming up to you on numerous yes. occasions? Like it was an idea that just kept resurfacing. Mm-hmm. That is a spirit divinely guided idea. When something is repetitive. Yeah. There's something else repeating too and I'm terrified to face it. Not because it's terrifying, but because I know I'm eventually gonna do it. And it's just it's like how you said quit your job. Yeah. Like I've got this other thing saying that you need to let go of this part of your career. Right. Because it's not servicing you and I know I'm gonna have to do it eventually. So it's what you do is you ask Archangel Michael because uh-huh. he's the archangel who's behind you and he's beautifully strong and his purpose is in our world is that he is giving us the strength to make the life changes and he's supporting us. Yeah. He's giving us the courage. So whenever you feel that thought come in, say, I'm willing to be willing to explore this, just make it gentle. And if you can ask is how it is delivered. You were speaking about getting out of your own way. I did quit my job and I did open up a practice and I sat for three months and paid rent because I sat in fear. I didn't tell a soul I opened up a business because I got scared. And I said to the angels, what happened? Like, you know, did I miss a memo? Like, what happened? You told me to do this. And they said, get out of your own way. Yeah. And I said, well, what does that even mean? And they said, your fear. Mm-hmm. You you added a new obstacle in front of you yeah. that you didn't have. Fear. But you always have to understand, we're not supposed to know what the end result looks like. You just have to make have the journey. Faith yeah, have faith in knowing that as each step progresses, so will the puzzle pieces be put into place to create the next step. Uh, and, and that's, I know, and for me personally, I know that that's what's going to happen. It's just I have to deal with it. I have to face it and be like, okay, I know I have to do this and I just have to do it, which is what I've been doing my whole life, but I can tell it's rumbling back there. Well, what the angels are saying real quickly for oh. you is that you don't have to make it a sever. Okay. It can be parts of you stepping out, stepping out. You're just piece working it. You know, if you're going to goodwill, you don't goodwill your whole house. <laughs> you take one closet at a time yeah. and you go through that and you just gently and you feel good and confident with that step so then you have motivation to take the next one yeah because there's a lot of career changes I'm trying to make too because I started really young in mm-hmm. my home practice and now I'm like looking at like you were talking about education yeah. for me education is where I want to be and I don't feel like I'm educating when I'm sticks you know in my office and just seeing patients one by one right so I feel like there's more to it than that so yeah well, I will tell you this group teaching mm-hmm. is a message that's being given to all of us is yeah. that people need to um, people are waking up mm-hmm. and you, we can't just see each person individually it's becoming almost um, unavoidable that we are doing things in larger venues yeah. to reach the masses yeah I can see that how are you doing that? Because you've got some, you, you're educating, and I think, you know, you have a lot of things that you are planning. You mm-hmm. have a book coming. Yes. And I want, it's a children's book. Mm-hmm. What's the name of that, and what encouraged you to, to, to write it? 
Oh, she is the most beautiful little three-year-old. Her name is Princess Tallulah, and she is a oh. turtle. Oh. And she's so precious. I'm so in love with her. Um, so why a children's book yeah. when I work as a medium and a angel intuitive? Yeah. Our children are so pure. Yeah, they are. They have no filters. This book is based upon my sweet Tallulah, who is a child who sees her mom-mom who passed over. Mm. And she, children naturally see spirits. They're not afraid. They're the closest thing from the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So what it is is that they have soul recognition. Our loved ones see our children, and if they passed before the child came into the world, they spent time with them on the other side. They did. And it's just educating the child to know that they're safe. It's introducing angels. It's really a parent's guide that I'll have along with this book mm-hmm. because I can tell you I maybe get... 15 text messages a week from parents wigging out because their child sees their loved grandparent or their loved parent who's passed over. But children don't have filters. We all came into this world intuitive mediums. But what happens is that a lot of times, a lot of us and society has shamed us. People will think that you're crazy. Don't say that. Oh, you're just making stuff up. You have a great imagination. But the reality of it is when a child tells you that they see or feel something, believe it. We also want to educate parents not to use their children as a source of mediumship work either. Some parents I have then find out that their child is that they pump them like, (gasps) tell grandma what to do. You know, that's (laughs) and then it becomes that the child wants to please the parent and is not actually having an organic relationship. That's interesting. Imaginary friends. Imaginary friends are actually spirits that are coming down to play with your child. It's, you know, a soul recognition. We have all done life before, mm-hmm. and soul recognition is the souls that are still on the other side come down, and they're visiting our soul. So when the child sees them, they're seeing the, the soul. And Tallulah is just so sweet because she believes she's a princess. And it's a story about how she sees her mom mom and is giving her mom messages and helping her mom to understand that her mother is fine and that she's well in heaven and that she wants her to feel loved and that she's safe and not to mourn her anymore. And then it teaches the introduction to Archie of Faith, who is the female version of Archangel Michael for strength and protection. And if a child ever feels frightened at night or scared in school or uncertain or insecure, that the only words they have to say is Archie of Faith surround me and she will just encase them in love and protection. And that's such a sweet thing, you know, because teacher parents as they read the, the book to their children it also teaches the parents too it, you know? this book will actually have a parent's guide attached to it and how to read the book yeah and how it's the adult version of this is your children this is who you were as a child you know we don't want to shame them we want to we want them to feel empowered we want them to feel loved we want them to feel safe yeah and I think that's great to teach people at a young age just not um, not that you're teaching them but to not make them lose it so quickly because as you get older people are going to tell you you're crazy you're imagining that well we're coming into a time of an awakening and you know it's so important now because our children are coming into the world so much more intuitive so much more savvy and so much more um, heightened spiritually so we as parents need to be able to parent these heightened children yeah and not make them feel like they're 
crazy or wrong or they should feel embarrassment about it. And the first thing is to be open to everything mm -hmm. because we don't know everything, you know? Mm -hmm. Where can people find you? Because you're just a remarkable person. Oh, I know that you, you have a wait list and all of this, mm -hmm. but you know, you do have a great website called angelwisdom.me. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And We're actually switching that over. I'm actually in development now. It's There's one active. It's called ColleenStMichaels.com. Okay. And on there, I have class schedules. I have um, events, meditations, um, appointments that they can either do by phone. I have a clients that are all over the country I've actually had two in Colombia and I have some in South America um, it really is because and people will say well how can you do this over the phone I'm not speaking to the person I'm speaking to the Energy, soul yeah. and I have angel translators who are helping me to give those messages and you're also doing a series of cards is that right yes okay. I am you know, again, I've gotten this call that I'm to help our young generation. Right. Um, I call them the peace warriors mm -hmm. because it's a deck of cards or angel oracle cards. Mm -hmm. They're different than traditional tarot, but what they are, they're oracle cards that are giving daily guidance and inspiration. Mm -hmm. These are going to go a little bit more edgier than the average angel card mm -hmm. because these are going to talk about this is only temporary. temporary. Suicide somehow in our society has become an option. Yeah. And unfortunately, Sad. as a medium, I work with people on the other side, suicide and overdose, more than 50% of anything else wow. than I deal with traditional passing. Our young people need to understand that their independence, their original self is just perfect. High school is only temporary. Yeah. And these problems on social media are only temporary that don't get lost in this. Respect their bodies, mm -hmm. know your voice, don't be afraid to sparkle. Be the leader. It's all self-empowerment for these young peace warriors because these kids, and I say kids because I'm not a kid myself, <laughs> so, but they're, you know, from the age group of 15 to 25, they're lost. Yeah. You know, it's, it's connecting with that sense of self, that mm -hmm. they're so important, they're so beautiful, that their, um, their imperfections are their perfection. Yeah. and to lay in bed and make peace with them. And the fact that they're all creative, they forget to dream. Yeah, It's bringing back being able to dream. It's knowing that whatever life you have lived is preparing you for your greatness moving forward. Yeah, And these cards are just going to be so powerful. I, I'm very passionate about them. Because I know, but I'm, I'm like, kid, car, I'll buy them, you know? Yeah, I, but I agree. Yeah. I mean, there's so many of us adults that are yeah. in this awakening phase. We need phase. to remember, yeah. yeah. And you talk about imperfections and such. I never fit in. I never fit in in high school. I never I never fit in in college for very different reasons. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a social thing. It was like, I didn't look like anyone in my high school. Mm -hmm. I didn't look like anyone in my medical school. And I grew up my whole life thinking, oh, I don't fit in. But then I realized, you know what? I wasn't meant to fit in. I was meant yeah. to stand out. Absolutely. So I owned it. And I said to my mom once, like, you know what? I wish I could be like this girl that we grew up with. She's married. She has kids. She just seems to like be at peace. And my mom's like, you weren't built that way, so get over it. Right. So what a great – I mean, it, yeah. it is true because, you know, I've been 5'10 since I was uh, a sophomore, you know, and – I don't know if I put an ad out that I would only <laughs> accept small friends. My best <laughs> friends are 4'11". It's like I travel with, like, um, yeah. minions. I, mean, like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But, you I mean, and I have these girlfriends from when I was little at uh, sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And my two best girlfriends are 4'11". And, you know, as an insecure <laughs> teenager, yeah. walking around with these girls that were, like, gymnasts, yeah. you know, I felt like I was walking, like, 
in a Japanese anime, like right. a, a <laughs> giant woman taking over small villages, you know? And I remember my sophomore year in high school, my girlfriend, they were from Argentina, and her brother, who was 21, he stopped me and he said, I don't ever want to see you roll your shoulders again. Right. He said, stand back, yeah. stand up, be your height. Because it. when you walk into a room, you're the first thing people see. Isn't that amazing? Make it good. Isn't amazing? And I have never forgotten him saying that to me because I almost wanted to curl myself up like a snail. Like yeah. if I was less than, they wouldn't see me. Right. And I dummied myself down a lot. And I a dimmed lot of us my do light. That. A lot of us dim our lights to make ourselves feel comfortable. I wasn't dimming it to make myself feel comfortable. I was dimming it to make other people feel more uh, comfortable. Yeah, I've done that. Because I was afraid of my own sparkle. I was afraid of this, what I brought to the table energetically, yeah. that it would be judged. And I think that the, the beautiful thing about this whole conversation and meeting you is that you're somebody that regardless you're trying to bring good to the world and trying to get people to really own their own sparkle. I love yeah. people. I yeah. do. I I I feel like I want to hug everyone and get that. I do. Do I not? No, but I mean, it's great. No. I do. I feel so passionate. Like when I meet someone and they're sitting there and they're sad, I'm like, I wish you had spirit vision. Yeah. I you wish you had it. a view of you through my eyes yeah. because you're amazing. Yeah. And just, it is because (laughs) it's so beautiful because it's amazing how I believe Mm -hmm. in everyone's beauty. I believe in everyone's goodness. I believe that this world is going to be in harmony and it's going to take the war within us to create the peace around us. And I love that. And I love that you are able to reach, hopefully, many, many more people through all of your good work. I want it. That's all I want. I feel like, um, did you ever hear KFC? Like, um, I feel like I'm the colonel. Yeah, I feel like I'm the colonel with, like, the secret recipe, and I want everybody to have it. Well, I'd love for everybody to have it, too. So please look for Colleen on her website. Thank you. It's Colleen St. Michaels. Is that your new website? Mm -hmm. Mm ColleenStMichaels.com. She's absolutely phenomenal, and I just can't get enough of her. I could probably talk another hour, Mm -hmm. but I really hope everybody looks for you and, and learns something from this, that you're not alone. Ask for help and just own your awesomeness. I have to say thank you to you. I <laughs> fell in love with you when I met you because I just feel like you're just this beautifully wrapped package, oh, but you're you. just as beautiful on in the inside. And thank that you. is what is so authentic about you. Like I kept saying to her, wait till you meet her. You're just going to love her. And it's, <laughs> you're you. so, you should be very proud of yourself living thank in you. a very superficial town, mm-hmm. being able to stand in your original truth. Yeah, and live it's, it's, it out loud. Thank it's you. awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for being here. I oh hope my God, that, thank I you. I hope we got so many amazing. I feel like we kind of. I I, I apologize if I felt like I kind of like threw everything out there in no, so many different want. levels. We want this to be conversational, but yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Namaste. <laughs>
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 